Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Got a bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. Bunch of things that I want to chit chat with my girls about. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. Great week ahead. Good vibes only. Good vibes only, girls. Um, I had a nice weekend. Did a lot of bopping around. It snowed here in New York, which is always a fun time. It's so chilly, but we love it. We love to see it. It feels very uh, Christmassy, even though those days are over. But um, I want to chat with you guys about two different people. And I bet, I bet you're going to know who the hell they are. I'll give you a hint. It's GRB and it's, it's J-A-W. Okay, because one thing about those two people when something comes out about them, and they both had quite a week, didn't they? When something comes out about them, I get I'm no less than thousands of DMs. No less than that. Because my girls always have an eye out and they go, hey, this made me think of you. Hey, how do you feel about this? We got to talk about this on the potty. And, and you bet your ass we're gonna. So Gypsy Rose, let's start off with that. Um, she, uh, I watched the, I know that there's more episodes coming out. I'm recording this Sunday. I know that another episode comes out tomorrow. Uh, but I watched all of the ones that have been released so far. And the, the story is just even crazier than I thought, or even crazier than I remember, which is insane. Um, I, I gotta say though, just straight off the top, we, we gotta get rid of the husband, right? I know the next episode is supposed to be about the husband and their relationship and what happened. And you guys know one thing about me, I'm living and paying rent and paying a mortgage gas electric in Gypsy Rose's comment section. Okay. Not only am I, am I frequenting it in terms of me commenting, but I'm also reading the comments and there's a lot of, there's a lot of text there. So I saw some tea the other day when I was scrolling and I'm like, Oh, I wonder what this is about. I wonder if it's even legit. Someone said that she applied or, or filed for an annulment when, the, when she was in prison from him. So I wonder what happened there. If they're going to address it, I'm on the edge of my seat. I think the next episode is, is going to be the most interesting um, because the, the first ones have been a lot of stuff that we already knew, but just a few extra things that just make the situation even more sad that we didn't know about before. Um, it's on Lifetime. I watch it on Hulu Plus TV or Hulu TV Plus, whatever. And God, I just feel so bad for this girl. I feel bad for her. I I think it's like, I have a similar feeling for like someone like Britney Spears, even though it's a completely different context. But I always say about Britney, like every single person in her life failed her. And it's just so infuriating, right? Because nobody ever protected her. So now she doesn't know where she's safe. Cause she's never felt safe before something really interesting that she said in the, in the doc was that like the best day of her life was the first day she got to prison and she went outside in the courtyard. She was like, it was just so nice. Like, and to think about that is just so heartbreaking. Um, your, your heart really breaks for her. It's like, she experienced such trauma and physical abuse, psychological abuse from when she was a child. So I have to give her credit for going straight from jail, straight into the public eye. I mean, this girl walked, she, they took the handcuffs off and she went straight to the set of good morning America. 
Okay. So that's got to be overwhelming too. I just hope that she's protected by the people in her life. I gotta say, I hate her husband. I hate him. I hate the guy. His vibes are unsettling and weird. And I think it's also like his demeanor. Like, I don't know. He gives that kind of vibe. I, I don't know how to even describe it, but it's like the, the, the type of guy that wears a fedora and he like tips it forward. You know, he has that like milady kind of energy and I'm just not a fan. I also don't like that. He's hovering over her everywhere they go. What, sir, why are you on the red carpet? Mm, I don't remember ever needing you on the red carpet because were you at the scene of the crime? Were you at the scene of the crime? If not, you can go take a walk, take a lap, get our girl a seltzer. Okay. Cause she's busy. I'm just like, this guy is so weak. He's interrupting her during interviews. He's like doing this like really fake corny bullshit where he's like, I got the most beautiful girl on earth. What more can I ask for? Hey, dude, we, what we want to ask for is for you to not be in the shot. Okay. Cause we can't stand you. And, and I know the girlies feel the same way. I'm sorry. There's some people that are like, you know, I'm going to mind my own business as long as she's happy. Well, I can't do that. You guys know I'm not capable of it. So he just has this weird energy and he's hovering over her. I'm like, she's been imprisoned in some way her entire life. You got to back off. Um, and, and not even, and, and, and speaking of the comment section, you know what I'm going to talk about. And, and it's, if you're queasy, if you're having a little bit of a, a upset stomach today, you might not want to hear this, but there was a text exchange on his, uh, uh, not TikTok, his Instagram. Cause he's getting dragged. Cause everybody's like, this guy is weirdo. He's weirdo vibes. And everybody has her best interest in mind. Cause it's like someone like that, they have so much healing to do. And she has to move through life and, and kind of figure things out. And it's like, she's going to have, this is going to be a very long journey for her to heal and move on and accept things. She's probably just, I mean, still in shock from the whole thing. Um, so you just hope that whoever is in her life is not manipulating her or controlling her or anything like that. And he kind of gives that kind of vibe. So the girlies are in his comments going, you better not hurt her or we're, we're 10 toes for Gypsy Rose. Okay. And, but she, one thing about her, she's going to stand by her man. Cause this is the, the comment exchange that they had. She writes, Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you. And you love me. We do not owe anybody anything. Our family is who matters. If you get likes and good comments, then great. If you get hate, then whatever because they don't matter. I love you. Besides, they jealous because you are rocking my world. Here's where it comes. My stomach just nodded. Oh. You're rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Ugh. Happy wife, happy life. Oh, Lordy. Now, if you, and I'm gonna give you a second. I'm gonna give you a second because my all the all the blood just drained out of my body. It's just, um, it was a lot, and that was something that I ran. And I said, you know what? I could have gone the rest of my life 
never reading this and never having this, never having that in my head. Um, because that's crazy. And I would almost guarantee, I would almost bet everything that they were sitting right next to each other when this was happening. Okay. And, and, and even furthermore, he might've wrote that comment to be fair. I wouldn't put it past him. And then he responds, cause he's Mr. Cool guy. Okay. He responds, who said I gave a damn about what these jealous people say anyway? Ha ha ha. Dot, dot, dot. Girl. I'm going to be sick. Dot, dot, dot. Now come get it, baby. <sighs> I got to put the phone down. No, because that was aggressive. And we and and us girls, we didn't need to see that. We didn't need to hear that. We didn't have to. No, that's no. So he's Mr. Cool Guy. OK, he's got he's got the cutest girl in town. And geez, Louise, have I seen enough? So I, I don't know. We got to get him off the red carpets. We got to get him out of the documentaries. Like, you know, I'm very curious as to what's going to happen on this next episode. And I'm hoping that she just goes, you know what? I got to be on my own for the first time in my life. She's very well-spoken. She's very poised. I give her a lot of credit. Really, it's not easy. You know, I can't imagine it being easy to do what she's doing. Very brave, really, to um, go back into the public eye after being involved in such a spectacle of, of a court case that that's really never happens. You know, certain people, they have these court cases that go super viral. They're in jail for years and they come out and you never see the girlies again. They go into hiding. But I guess she's like, listen, I owned it. You know, I regret it. And she seems so remorseful. It's really just such a sad situation. Um, but I hope that everyone in her life has her best interests in mind. I really I'm having a hard time in the documentary because it's all these people who were in her life that are like, yeah, we knew something weird was going on. Okay. And you didn't step up, step up to the plate because why? And doctors even that are like, I knew something was up, but I think like the doctor, there's some legal, uh, you know, you can report certain things, but they're it's under specific, they need to change the laws so that doctors can report abuse no matter what. It seems like, and I don't know the laws, but it seems like there are certain rules that they have to abide by. Otherwise, certain things just get pushed to the side anyway. So um, it's very interesting. And I kind of like can't even really feel for her dad because he's like, you know, I should have stopped in. I knew something was up. And then the next time he's like, I didn't know anything was going on. It's like, well, which one is it? And why didn't you show up for her? Um, very frustrating, really, to watch. But I love how much people are supporting her. And it's just a really crazy, crazy story. But, oh, we also have to talk about you know who. You know who. Jeremy Allen White. Again, the man we thought we had a problem when, when that little fella, you know, was wearing a tank top. When he was just walking around in a tank, we said, this man get, better get some sleeves or else it's about to be, it, it, you're going to have to shoot me with a tranquilizer from 30 feet away. 
if I see one more picture of this guy in a tank top and it's almost like they're now playing with us. They said, girl, we're getting rid of everything except for the undies because now he's the new Calvin Klein guy. And oh my God, the amount of messages that I got from you guys, it's like the girls know me so well and, and it makes me feel so flattered. Um, but it also kind of makes me feel, it makes me, it does make me feel a little feral. You know, I feel like one of those, I think the girls, we got to just go into like a, some type of hiding or something because we're not saying, you got to give us a warning too. Like what if I was driving and I saw that photo, those photos, what, what if I was, you know, at school? What if I was at work? What if I was doing something important? What if I was operating heavy machinery to be fair? There would have been a tragedy (laughs) because how do you even focus? He knows it too. And I I think he's knowing it more and more, which is always funny because he has this like, I don't give a fuck vibe, but he gives a fuck. He does. You know, he does. Stop it. He, I will say something though about him. He doesn't seem like he would be funny and fun to be around, which is honestly a deal breaker for me. Like I need the silliness and he's definitely not silly. He's definitely like, I am an artist. I do art. This is my art and I'm an artist and I'm, and I'm performing. And this is what I do. Like he's so straight. He's on the straight and narrow and I need a little giggle and a little chuckle every once in a while. I can't be that serious. You know who's so silly, and I know I've said this before, but I just love him so much, Drake, please. Drake is so damn silly. I really think Drake is, like, perfect. I think he's number one because he's so silly and funny. Honestly, I, like, get a little bashful even talking about him because I'm, like, when I think about him, I just start kicking my feet and giggling because he's so silly. I love him. I love people that don't take themselves too serious, and I think I think Jeremy Allen White definitely does, you know? A guy that has muscles that are that chiseled, he you're like the 10th priority on his list. He doesn't give a shit. It goes the gym, lifting weights, his family, his skinny chain, you know, his tank tops. And then where do we fit in? So as long as you know that. Because having that type of body, that's a personality trait, I think. He's determined. He's, he's in that gym. He's in that gym every single day, all day, baby. He's not skipping a day. He's not going to breakfast with you. He's not eating a bagel. Are you kidding? In what world are you guys having a real fun, good old time? And these are the things we have to think about when we think about getting into a serious relationship with, with, with a, with a superstar and Drake would never do that to us. So just, just throwing that out there. But yes, I saw the photo shoot. Um, cause I got a bunch of, <laughs> you were like, girl, we have to talk about this on the potty. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm right there. Um, also shout out to, I met a couple of secret keepers this week. A couple of the girls came up to me and said, hi, which you guys know, I love when you do. I love it. Love it. Love it. There was one girly that I met walking down the street. I didn't get her name, but hi, shout out to you. And then a girl that I met at the bar the other night, Mandy, and she told me, about her sister. So shout out to Mandy and her sister as well. Cause they were, they're so damn cute. I love the girls. You guys are so fun. Okay. You guys just a quick word from our friends. This week's episode of secret keepers club is sponsored by hello fresh. I don't know. It was so hard for me to get that damn sentence out. 
This time of year, everyone is looking to revamp their eating habits and HelloFresh can help. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. They send pre-portioned ingredients with delicious recipes straight to your door. It's way cheaper than takeout and you'll never waste money on excess food. With over 45 recipes and more than 100 seasonal add-on items to choose from every week, you will keep finding new meals to love. I love HelloFresh. I've been a customer of theirs for quite a few years now, and I've never had a meal from them that I didn't like. They give you the directions. It's very simple. You have all the different ingredients, which is so convenient. Like you have every little packet of spices that you're going to need and the, you know, the instructions straight down to the T. So it's really convenient. It's a really fun thing to kind of like switch things up and you can pick what you want. And it's just, it's so easy and fun and great. HelloFresh even has breakfast that you can make in a pinch and a fast 10 minute and fast 10 minute lunches. Since breakfast is the most important meal of the day, HelloFresh is giving all subscribers free breakfast for life with every single HelloFresh delivery. Go to HelloFresh.com slash secret keepers free and use code secret keepers free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash secret keepers free with code secret keepers free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Love those guys. We also have BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Don't beat yourself up if not everything this holiday season went exactly to plan. Therapy is a great way to connect with yourself, celebrate your strengths, and talk through your problems. BetterHelp makes it so easy. It's online therapy that... You can do wherever and whenever is convenient for you. Get matched with a licensed therapist and choose between video call, phone call, or even message. It's never been easier to get the help that you need. Um, I think that this is, I always am just, I'm a better help stan. Okay. I'm always telling you guys, I think this is the best. It's so convenient. It's no pressure. Um, you can do it at any time that's convenient for you. And I think especially this time of year, like, you know, the holiday season is really hard for people. And it's also like people get, you know how people get the birthday blues. People also get the new year's blues, man. I swear it. There's something that happens with the universe maybe, but I think everyone was feeling it. Everyone that I was talking to, I'm like, oh, we all kind of feel the same way. So it's good to flesh things out and to, to find your peace. If you don't mesh well with your first therapist, do not panic. You can switch at any time with the click of a button. Get started with therapy in 2024 so you can plan for the future and celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash secret keepers. Um, okay. Let's get to these emails. Jeez Louise, was there anything else that I wanted to chat with you guys about? It's got to be only those two. It's got to be Jeremy Allen White and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Okay. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Okay. So this one says, starting the new year out rough. Uh oh. Hi, Carly and the cutie baby kittens. I've been a fan since the girl code days. Oh, thank you so much dyed the underneath of my hair red in middle school because of you. Oh my God. I'm honored by that. And I think you have, you give amazing advice on this podcast. I'm writing in today because unfortunately something really upsetting happened to me last night on new year's Eve. And I just think I need to hear advice on how to move on from this and not let it completely affect my self-confidence. Sorry if this is a long one, but I did have to give some backstory. I dated a really terrible guy for a couple of years and a few months ago we broke up and I ran into somebody that he used to be good friends with while we were dating, but they had gotten into an argument after we broke up and they haven't been friends since. 
we ended up hooking up and have been hooking up for about four months now. To be honest, the sex really isn't that great. It was just exciting because we had to be secretive. So my ex wouldn't figure it out. We don't talk every day, but when we're together, he always talks about all of his deep personal traumas about fail, uh, future plans with me and how much he loves our sex. And it's the best he's ever had. The other weekend, he actually called me 58 times. No exaggeration. Okay. Jeez Louise, because he convinced himself that I was with another guy. He also is always the one to initiate hanging out. So although we're not exclusive or even going out on dates, he acts like he's into me with the things he says to me. Fast forward to New Year's Eve. I was having an amazing night out with my girlies and he asked what I was doing and wanted to come join. Once he gets there, he was on the phone the entire time texting some girl from Hinge. Oh my God. Of course he was. I got to take a sip. I, I got to take a sip of my water. I wish it was wine. Where, where is, where is Jesus when you need him to turn water into wine? Because I'm going to need it for this email. Okay. I confronted him about it and he said, sorry. And that he would stop texting her. We then took an Uber home together. And on the way home, he was still texting her like crazy and said, once we get to your house, I'm just going to go home. I don't know why I hit you up. I actually really like this girl. Even though I don't have feelings for this guy, it hurt me so much to hear those words and immediately killed my confidence. He proceeded to tell me that he was never going to date me anyway. And although this is the best sex of his life, it's just sex. At this point, I was crying because what he said was so hurtful. I immediately blocked him on everything and I hope to never see him again, but I don't know how to get past this. No one has ever told me to my face that they were leaving me for another girl. I'm not even sad about ending things with him. I'm just sad about the hurtful things that he said. How can I move on from this? Any advice helps. Ugh. I'm sorry this happened to you, girl. That's so, it's just so shitty. And you want to know what? I know exactly what this is. And, and I think you do too. He's butthurt. He's obsessed with you. He knows that you're not interested in him like that. And I mean, how do you go from calling someone 58 times in a row to then saying, I, I didn't even, I'm not even really feeling you like that. Okay. You showed your ass. Like, please, I already know you called, you called a girl. You don't even really like that much. 58 times feels like a lot of times. No, I don't know. Maybe 60 is a lot to him, but 58, please. Also like that's when I would attack. This guy is all over the place. Unhinged. He called you 58 times because he convinced himself that you were with another guy. How was that his business in the first place? He's not your boyfriend. What was he going to do if, if you were with another guy, please? So what I'm saying is it's obvious what this is. He's trying to upset you. He's trying to make you feel jealous. He's trying to probably get a rise out of you. See if you have some type of a reactive, um, you know, some type of a reaction from what he was saying. You don't blatantly do stuff like that um, when it's not contrived. I mean, it's just so obvious. Like, first of all, okay, you called me on New Year's Eve, asked to come out with me and my girlfriends. Girl, I got the ick 14 times in this email. Asked to come out with me and my girlfriends, and then you get there and you're texting a girl from Hinge? No, it's funny to me at that point because he knows he, he was trying to get a rise out of you. That's all this is. That's all this is. He is butthurt. And, and I swear, I say it all the time. A man, a man's ego being bruised is just the most, it's just some of the crazy, craziest shit you'll ever see. Um, 
I had a situation. I told you guys over the summer that the ex that I dated, my last, you know, boyfriend that I dated during the pandemic, well, we broke up during the pandemic, but, um, I was friendly with him for quite some time. And over the summer I had seen him and he said some things to me that were just so, and he played it off. Like he was being cool. Um, but it was so obvious to me that he was trying to hurt me. And it was just like such specific, stupid things. Um, because he's reaching because I never did anything wrong to him. And it just, you know, he's butthurt about it and his ego's bruised from it. Um, and so when I had gotten home that day, I blocked him on everything and he realized literally within minutes and I get, you know, you always know they're, they're reaching out to you on, on different platforms. So he reached out to me. Why'd you block me on everything? I'm like, cause you're an asshole. And I told him, I'm like, you said these things, you were trying to hurt me. And he was like, I'm sorry that I hurt you. And gives me this whole thing. He's like, I was joking. I'm sorry that I hurt you. And I said, you didn't hurt me because I don't respect you. So whatever, like you said, it's just like, you simply can't hurt me because, but I, but I won't continue to be friends with somebody that would even think to speak of me in that way, or even looks at me in that light. Um, and would intentionally try and hurt me, you know, because I know that's what it was. And I think that what I took from it is like, all we can control, we can't control what people say, what people do. All we can control is how they affect us and how their actions just affect how we think and feel. So you have to think of it in that way. Like he's an asshole. He's a loser. You didn't have any romantic feelings for him anyway. He's, he's honestly like, girl, like I said, I got the ick for when he called me 58 times, you know what I would have called the police because this is a crazy person we're dealing with. Like, how do you, how do you come back from that as a man? Uh, please. It's so embarrassing. So I know that you know that, and I know that it probably, you know, it's just one of those things like people just shouldn't fucking be mean to each other. But when someone's being hurtful, you just got to feel bad for them. That's really it. It's like, okay, you got to work your shit out. Like this isn't, this isn't my thing. But what I will say is, and I'm going to call you 58 times if you even consider seeing him again. Because he's going to come back around because they always do. You know, he's going to, if he hangs out with this girl from him, she's going to call her 158 times. And, you know, it's just going to be a never ending cycle. So he's going to come back and apologize. And I'm so sorry. And I didn't mean that. I was just trying to hurt you. Also, anytime a guy's been like blatantly mean to me, he's like later on goes, I was just trying to hurt you. I didn't mean any of that stuff. Well, it's too late because you already said it, you know? And I wouldn't have even, I, I think like it's one of these things like, if you are upset and you let this affect you, even if you're not telling him it affects you, or even if you're not, even if he doesn't know, girl, he wins. He wins. This is what he wanted. He wanted to hurt your fucking feelings. And he wanted you to feel insecure about yourself. Like, don't give him that. Let it go just for you. Because like, no, because then he, he gets what he wanted out of it. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Absolutely not. Ugh! I swear the audacity, the audacity and the nerve. It's so crazy. This one says, help me. I'm sad. 
Happy New Year, Carly, Rob, and Tucci. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you too. Okay, first of all, I have an embarrassing airport story, but it's the opposite of the usual. So I was going through security over Thanksgiving and obviously doing the embarrassing thing where you're rushed to take your shoes off and you throw them in a bin. And I looked around and everyone else had their shoes off and I made eye contact with the TSA agent and they said, you weren't listening. You want to know why? So she says, uh, so then I had to scramble and put my shoes back on and I held up the line behind me and it was so embarrassing. Why does traveling have to be this way? You want to know why I have to defend you because I've done this too. It's just like, first of all, it's not all the time that you can keep your shoes on. It's only like at random times at the airport, depending on the airport too. So we're so accustomed to just like going in, you follow the routine that you've always done. You take your shoes off, you put them in the bucket, but then they like, first of all, you weren't listening. Okay. Mom. Like I wasn't listening maybe because you were screaming at the top of your lungs and I'm trying not to have a panic attack in terminal C. So don't beat yourself up over it. They just like airports are really crazy because they really just decide to change the fucking rules. They change the shit that we've been doing for a hundred years. You know how they do that now? You don't even have to show your boarding pass anymore. What? You don't have to show your boarding pass at, at some airports. You just show your ID. And I went to go show them my boarding pass. They're like, we, we don't look at those. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the airport. Freaks. But anyway, I don't blame you for that one. Okay. She says, anyway, I'm writing into the potty because I've been feeling really lonely lately. I've never had a boyfriend. I'm entering my late 20s. And it's been really bumming me out that every time a guy seems to like me. It's just for sex. The most recent one put up a really good act too. And I'm having a hard time getting over it. I do everything right. Otherwise I show myself so much love and so much respect. I know what a catch I am. I have amazing friends. I love my job and my city and my life otherwise, but none of that fills this hole that I feel in my chest. What can I say? I'm just a lover girl. I'm really just struggling with how to be okay with not having anyone to give me romantic love or me being able to give love too. I don't know how to come to terms with being totally alone in that way. You always give the best advice. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts. I wish I didn't care so much, but I really crave that type of intimacy. And I don't know if or when I'll ever experience it. I feel like it shouldn't be this hard. None of my friends have ever been in this situation before. So it's tough for them to relate and understand how I feel. Hoping for some Carly words of wisdom, kiss you right smack dab on the lips and I'll kiss you right back. So... I'm sorry you feel this way. Honestly, it's, it's so interesting because like being lonely is a very specific thing or, or not being lonely, feeling lonely is a very specific thing. Like, I think that it's, I don't think that if you're feeling lonely, like necessarily that getting a boyfriend, having a partner will fill that void. Because I think about it all the time. Like people always ask me because I travel by myself a lot. And you guys know, I'm always just like doing my own thing. I want to do what I want to do. And I do a lot of stuff by myself. And people are always like, when I tell them, oh, I went away and I was by myself or whatever, they kind of give me this look like, oh, you know, and then always someone will say, don't you get lonely? And I'm like, I really don't because I don't feel alone. Like, I know I'm never, this sounds like actually super religious right now, but I mean, I know I'm never alone. Like I have 
amazing family, amazing friends. I have people that I love to interact with people that I love to talk to. I have you guys, I have my job. I have my little kitty cats. I have so many people that I know that I could just call and I'm fulfilled, you know? And I think that's something that you should step into is just kind of like feeling that like abundance of love and feeling that just kind of like light, lightheartedness of just, I have all of these people. I'm so lucky. I have all these people in my life that I love and that love me. Like how lucky am I, you know, because the only time I've ever felt lonely and I've broken this down because I think about it all the time. Cause I thought that I was crazy because I'm like, I really don't ever feel lonely. And I, I broke it down. I'm like, the only times I've ever felt lonely was if I was with someone in a relationship that I felt didn't have emotional depth. Like someone is not going to fill that thing for you. Like you need to, it's a very specific type of person that you need. That's just like, oh, it fits and it matches. Right. So if you're with, like, you could go out, go on a couple dates, have a boyfriend. And then you're just like, I feel even worse because this person's supposed to be my partner. And I feel like I'm just talking to a brick wall or I feel like they don't care, or it kind of adds another layer to it. So I think it's like healing this within yourself is just going to bring all of the right things to you. Um, and I know I sound, I, I know I sound like so woo woo sometimes, but it really is just true. Um, and also I think, you, you know, you had mentioned like this guy put on an act and it seems like guys are using you for sex. And it's kind of just like interesting. Cause now this is the second email we had about something similar. Um, I, you guys know how I feel about like being sexually adventurous. I think if you feel good and safe and respected by somebody, then go ahead and do whatever you want to do. It's, it's your prerogative. I, I'm not judging you. Nobody's judging you. You know, I would just say like, make sure you feel safe and, and respected for your own sake. Like not because I would judge, like, not because I'm judging you. Um, but I think there's something to be said about being very selective of the people that you allow access to your, to yourself, to your body, to your heart, to your feelings, your energy. Like I, I, I think that a lot of times, like someone will go, Oh, this person, first of all, guys are full of shit. We know that. Right. And they'll, they'll say whatever they need to say. They'll do whatever they need to do to get to where they're at. But it's very different when you, when you feel it rather than, Oh, this guy said a lot of nice things to me. It's like, you you'll know when you feel it, by the way, there's children. Uh, one of my neighbors loves to let her kids run around in the hallway and scream at the top of their lungs. Um, so if you hear kids screaming, uh, that's what that is. I, I just had to address it. Cause I don't know if the mic's picking it up and, and they're right outside my door and they're, they're screaming, they're blood curdling screams. Um, anywho, I think that being selective is a really good way to kind of filter out people who, and I'm not saying like, you know, put a time limit on it, or you got to be together for six months or you got to whatever, but wait until you really feel that genuine feeling and they prove it to you by actions, not by words. Um, I had, you know, recently met someone and I really haven't been like, you know, I've been dating, but I've been very selective of like who I'm spending time with, who I'm even going on second dates with, let alone like, you know, being intimate with in any way. Um, 
And it feels really good because it's like, you have the power at the end of the day. Like there's no worse feeling or icky feeling than feeling used. So I had met someone recently and we got along really great and we have this great connection. And like, I didn't feel the way I have been feeling when I've been dating guys where like, if I tell them like, oh, I'm just not in a place where I'm looking to like do like a casual, you know, like I don't want to hook up. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like, first of all, they, they filter themselves out right then and there. Their reaction to that is so evident of, of what their intentions were. Right. I've had guys say, oh, well, you're just, you're just waiting for your husband. And it's like, no, it's not that. I just don't want to waste my time and, and give access like to myself, to whoever. It's really not that complicated. Um, another guy I went on a date with went, oh, you're, that's, I feel like that's a manipulation. Girls do that to manipulate men into, into being with them. I said, yeah, because I should be so lucky. I should be so lucky to have someone like you. You know, not everyone is a treat. So it's kind of like, um, it's one of these things like how I was saying a a while ago, like certain actions will, you'll just go like, okay. And, and I always preface this saying like, am I in the market for a wedding ring? No. Do I want to get married? I don't know. You guys know how I feel about marriage in general, but ask yourself, like, would my person do this? Would my husband do this? Right. Would my husband act this way, treat me this way, whatever, my partner or whatever. Um, and there's your answer. It's like, no, is every guy going to do that? No, but your person will. And by that, I mean like the right thing. Um, so I think that's an easy, good way to filter people out and they show their ass right away. That's it. The way they react to you just being like, I want to wait. First of all, also, I just like this gets me so riled up because I see it in with everyone where it's like, I had a friend that was going out on a date and she hasn't been dating in a long time. And she was like, if we go out to dinner, like, do I have to like hang out? Like, do we have to go back to his place? I'm like, girl, no, you're in charge. Like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. If you're feeling inclined, go ahead. But like, you're not obligated. There's no obligation. Why? Because he bought you freaking chicken. Hey, I'll Venmo you $25, please. So it's so frustrating because it's like, you don't owe anybody anything. The whole point of dating is, is to get to know someone and say like, is this the type of person that I want to spend time with? It's not every guy you go out with, you're, you're going to want to spend time with them. Um, wow. Kids are sc- absolutely screaming right behind, right behind my door. And I do love that. And I do love that. But that would be my advice to you. Number one, like do some meditation, maybe like feel that abundance of love that you have in your life. Right. Cause you're really not alone. I know that you, you're looking for something specific. You're looking for a partner, but you're not alone. Um, and you're looking for the right partner. Remind yourself of that. Cause we're not just taking whatever, whatever we can get either. Um, and yeah. And, and if you feel like like, you know, weird about like, oh, I feel like I'm being used. That's such a shitty feeling. It sucks to feel that way. And it's just kind of like, you have all the power to 
you know, be very selective of, of who gets your time and energy and has any type of access to you. So that would be my advice. Um, this one says, I vabbed and met my husband. Oh my God, we haven't talked about vabbing in a million years on this podcast. What has it been, two, three years on this podcast? Jeez Louise. Uh, maybe two years, I feel. Hey, Carly and the cutie kitty boys, I vabbed and I met my husband. Hope you have a great holiday. Now, girl, we need more info. When did you meet? How long did you date? What did he say? What did he do? How long, you know, we need all, what's the tea? What is the darn tea? Another vabbing email. Something's going around, huh? Vabbing. Hi, Carly. And what up, Robbie and Stan? My boyfriend just texted me that he misses my ears because they smell so good. And bitch, you know, I've been vabbing this whole time. Oh, shit. Just had to give credit where credit's due. I will die on the vabbing hill. XOXO. Good for the girls. Should we be doing that? Should we be doing that? So damn funny. Okay. And then our favorite, our favorite are here. Our favorites are here. Osea, enough with the crepey lizard skin. First of all, why are they saying it? It feels, it feels, it feels, I got offended. Enough with the crepey lizard skin. It's time to try Osea. Osea's Undaria Algae Body Butter is viral on TikTok for a reason, made with ingredients normally reserved for your face, like Undaria seaweed and ceramides. It takes your skin from dehydrated to ridiculously soft. You guys, I'm not kidding when I say, I always get compliments on how soft my skin is, even on Christmas. Um, my uh, Someone that was at my aunt's house on Christmas Eve was like, your skin is so soft. Oh my God, your arm, your hands, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girl, I'm telling you, Osea is no joke. It's nothing to shake a stick at. So they have everything that you need to transform your skin for the new year. Their cleansing body polish helps buff away dead skin cells. Their body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin's elasticity. And when you top it all off with the body butter for 72 hour hydration, you'll be set with your best skin ever. Osea's products are both safe for your skin and for the planet. Everything they make is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate neutral certified. So you are never choosing between your values and the skin of your dreams. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now we have a special discount just for the girlies. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code secret at oseamalibu.com. You get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code secret for 10% off. And ooh la la, Lumi. Even if you started 2024 being super hungover, at least you'll smell amazing with Lumi. Lumi is a whole body deodorant created by an OBGYN to stop odor before it even starts. The secret is mandelic acid that controls BO for up to 72 hours. You could put Lumi anywhere, your pits, your privates, your boobs, your feet, anywhere you have odor, but wish that you didn't. You guys know that I think Lumi is amazing. First of all, all of the stuff smells really good. And I'm not saying, I usually say I love all the flavors. And then you guys are like, you're, you eat the deodorant. How do you know what the flavor? Is? Well, you know what I meant? And also, yeah, I do eat it sometimes. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Okay. But all of it smells really good. My favorite is the toasted coconut flavor that they have. Absolutely love it. And I love that it's wipes. 
God, I love a wipe. You can make the switch to Lumi if you want to smell incredible this new year. I promise you're going to love it. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes and free shipping. As a special offer for the girlies, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code secret at lumideodorant.com. That's over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code secret. Um, all of these emails are all pictures of freaking Jeremy Allen White. I swear to God. Okay. This says romantic, but embarrassing. Hi, Carly and the feral feline fellas. My sweet sister put me onto the podcast about a year ago and I binged it all and look forward to the new episode every Monday. Oh, thanks so much. And shout out to your sister. I have to say that it is partially thanks to your quote unquote, no crumbs, or if he wanted to, he would attitude that I was finally able to date without any type of annoyance that made me want to give up on it. After a string of douchebags and weirdos, the bad kind, I met my sweet cutie man this past May, pics of us and our uh, fur boys attached. Oh my God, let me see. Wait, how cute. Wait, you guys have so many animals. <gasps> Wait, you have a little chihuahua that wears an Adidas jacket. Stop. And then a black cat. You guys know how I feel about black cats. I love them. And he's looking out the window. How freaking cute. Let me see these pictures. Oh, you guys are cuties. I could like see how happy you are together. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Okay, so she says, something embarrassing happened this New Year's Eve. I invited friends and my next door neighbor over for a campfire and setting off fireworks before those who wanted to go out headed off for their night. By the way, I highly suggest this type of pregame host to saying if you want to enjoy New Year's festivities, but also call it an early night to stimulate a full new year, New Year's experience. We did a countdown with the cheers and a happy new year as it turned 8 p.m. This is such a great idea because going out on New Year's kind of is daunting, right? It's like, am I going out at seven or eight and drinking all night until the new year? Like, can we just pretend so smart? She says, I was all wrapped up in being a hostess and preparing to light off our little fireworks. So though I originally was so excited to, uh, I finally had a sweetie to kiss at fake midnight. That thought completely escaped me in the moment with all of my friends around, including my former friends with benefits slash current BFF, my boyfriend leaned toward me. Um, and with every ounce of my being, I thought he was trying to tell me a secret girl. Now, what would he have to tell you? When the clock strikes 12 on New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh my God. I did the secret listening hand thing and everything. And I just kept saying, what, what, what are you trying to tell me? He then grabbed me and said, I'm trying to give you a New Year's kiss. I was trying to be cute. Oh my God, girl. Carly, I was dying. My BFF just looked at me shaking his head and he was not the only one to notice this. Oh God. Message had gone wrong. All I could do was give my cutie a quick peck before I was red faced, laughing my ass off and apologizing, explaining that I really, really thought he was trying to tell me a secret. He's so sweet. When I told him how embarrassed I was the next day, he said, you're all good. I'll, it'll be an adorable story that we'll tell for years, or we can never speak of it again if we want. See, that's the type of energy we need. P.S. I think Stanley and my black hat are the same type of naughty boys. Hearing you talk about his wild ways definitely makes me feel better about having a feral beast that I'm in love with. God, I love these guys. Let me look at your cat again. Stop. He's so cute. Oh, he yeah. Stop. He's so cute. 
I think him and Stanley would be besties. Um, no, that's so embarrassing. Being a misunderstanding is so embarrassing. Why is that? No matter what it is. Ooh, it kills me, kills me. Okay. So this says choking is embarrassing. Hi, Carly and the cutie kitty is this is my second time writing in and I'm listening. I'm listening to your podcast you released last week and I had to stop and just tell you this story. One of the girlies brought up how embarrassing it is to choke. And trust me, it is. This happened to me not once, but twice. Now, what? see, now here's the problem. And, and here's, the, here's the thing. Why are my girls choking so much? That's all I want to know. And, and I, I do kind of want an explanation in great detail because I'm worried about my girls because the girl who had originally written in about or wrote in about choking, she said she chokes all the time. So it feels as though maybe there is something that I don't know that you guys are, are really, you know, I, I just need to know. She says, this happened to me not once, but twice. Both times were at the Texas Roadhouse. Okay. The first time I had the Heimlich done on me by this cute little five foot nothing manager. I'm five foot 10. And I was able to get the piece of steak down before things got too crazy. Oh my God. But the second time, I will never show my face in there again. <laughs> Not you banning yourself from the Texas, the Texas Roadhouse. I again choked on a piece of steak. I was with all my girlfriends and we were getting for dinner before our night out on the town. And our server was this really beefy, tattooed, bearded lumberjack of a man that were, oh God, no, he didn't see it. That we were all hitting on throughout our meal. We got our food and my first bite of steak damn nearly caught called me home to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When I swallowed, I initially knew that it was a mistake and I told myself not to freak out. I didn't say anything. Instantly, I tried to let the steak work its way down my esophagus while trying to play the whole thing cool. No. That also is a thing. Like if, if you know, you water goes down the wrong pipe or something goes down the wrong pipe, that, that moment that you're trying to play it cool and it's just so extremely obvious to everybody around you because you're you know, your eyes fill up with tears and your, and your face turns a different color. I mean, come on, it's too funny, but I'm glad you're okay. She says, uh, <laughs> to make a very long story short, I ended up turning noticeably purple mm -hmm, from the lacks of oxygen. And my friend said, are you okay? And that's when I flipped out. I sprung out of the booth, holding my throat, begging someone to come help me breathe air again. And what do you know? The beefy lumberjack server comes over and gives me the Heimlich. Something tells me that this happens pretty frequently at the Texas Roadhouse. Because why is everyone on staff and everyone on deck CPR certified? The amount of force this man used on me, my bottom ribs were bruised for days. Hey, he had to do what he had to do. He thrusted his fist into my guts so hard. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> into my gut. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I can't. Okay, hold on, hold on. No, this is very serious. I have to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> He thrusted his fist so hard into my gut that my legs flew out from, from under me multiple times. And now I'm envisioning you all decked out on ladies night, getting tossed around like a rag doll by the waiter at, at, at a Texas roadhouse. 
the piece of steak flied out of my throat and under the booth that we were sitting in and I returned to my normal color. Everybody was staring in the restaurant it was quiet and I definitely went to the bathroom <laughs> to cry from embarrassment. Oh my God. Now, just out of curiosity, how do you bounce back from that? Do you just go back and and sit down with the girls and, and you just finish your, you know, your mudslide and your mashed potatoes? Or do we go back into the steak? Like, do we do we wait a few days to talk about it? Does everybody just get the check? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would do because I would be very scared if one of my friends was choking. That's for sure. Thank God for that that tattooed bearded angel, right? Uh, but yeah, I would stop going there too, girl. It doesn't I think the the universe is trying to tell you you got to go to Applebee's or something. You got to go to the Outback because maybe their steak is a little too chewy. I don't know. This one says drums. I recently found this podcast and you don't understand that I've been binging. Oh, thanks so much. I was listening to episodes from late last year. Always weird to say that in the first days of the year, because it's like, how is the year? How is last year? Not 2022. Um, I woke up at 3 a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep. And now it's almost 7 a.m. Send help. Oh, my God, girl. And oh, my God, I love that you're taking drum lessons. I'm 26. My birthday was last week. Oh, happy birthday. Um, and I absolutely love the drums and I'm obsessed. I always tell my best friend that one day I need to take lessons, but I always felt like it was a weird thing. Love hearing about someone taking lessons as an adult. And also that your teacher has other students in the same situation, girlies in their twenties and thirties, learning how to play drums simply because it is so cool. Unite. Anyway, hope one day I'll start my lessons. I can't right now. Cause I'm broke grad student in a foreign country. Please send help. Oh my God. Maybe you can make a friend that plays drums and, and ask them to, to teach you a few things or get a little, get a little pad, get a little drum pad and practice some stuff on your drum pad. Um, but yeah, I was so embarrassed too. And it's so funny because when I first started saying it, I like did, I like wasn't telling people really because I was like, oh my God, this like just sounds like so stupid. And no. And then I told you, my friends keep saying that I go to school of rock. They were like, oh, do you go to the school of rock? No, but I really love it. I've been practicing by myself as well. There's like little places you can go and, and it's like, a, it's really cheap and you can just rent it out for the hour or whatever. And, uh, and just jam out, you know? But she also says, anywho, thank you for the podcast. I don't know how to explain it, but it brings me such emotional comfort. Oh, thank you. I moved to Canada last year. I'm from Brazil, Brazil, not Brazil. I'm from Brazil for my master's and I love it here, but moving to a different country alone and starting everything from scratch is not easy at all. Sometimes I get pretty lonely and it can be really hard, but I feel like you're the company that you keep. And here I am chit-chatting with the girlies um, when I'm listening to the podcast. I miss my friends from back home and my parents so much. So you make me laugh, laugh even on my hardest days. Thank you so much. Kiss you right. And the furry baby's right on the lips. And uh, she says, oh, thank you so much. You're so sweet. Yeah, you guys try something new. Do something different this year. Do something different. I feel like the last few years I've been trying to try new things like last year drums, which I'm going to continue with. The year before that, I was taking my little Italian lessons. The year before that, I learned how to sew. I took sewing classes. I want to do pottery and stuff like that. Like, it's just cool to do different things and and like learn new stuff. It's so exciting and fun. It gives you something to look forward to. Like, God, I love a hobby. 
I wish my job was hobbies, like little artsies and crafts, you know? Um, okay. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. This one says my immune system is so embarrassing. Hi, Carly and the cutie baby angels. I have Crohn's disease and had a really bad flare up last night. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, but Carly, why is everything about going to the R so embarrassing? The ER so embarrassing. The walk up, explaining your symptoms to a complete stranger, the freaking gowns, etc. It took everything for me not to say, "Hey, shit crappens." If they asked if I had any diarrhea, oh, you should have. I'm sure they would love that. Sometimes you got to spice it up. I had to get a CT scan, and the guy doing it couldn't even look me in the eyes when he was asking if I had a bra on. Oh, yeah, medical stuff really is embarrassing, isn't it? Don't even get me started on the way that you have to put your pee sample in a box in the waiting room lobby. Like, don't judge me for having dark pee, sir. Anyway, love you so much because you write on the stinking lips. Girl, I agree with you. Any medical stuff is humiliating. It's so humiliating. And you want to know what? Like everyone I know that's in the medical field, they really like nothing phases them. It's so true. Like they've seen it all. They've done it all. There's nothing you can show them, tell them, say to them that's going to like freak them out or, or sway them in any way. Um, so it really is just us in our own heads, but geez, Louise, it's hard. Um, it's just one of those things. And the P thing is like, can we not, can I not put that in front of everyone else that's in the waiting room? I, I have to do that at my OBGYN too. They're like, all right, you could just give, give us a sample, put it right here on top of the desk where everybody puts their checkbook and their phone and their bags when you're done so that I could grab it from you. Girl, what? Why is my PP on the counter? Okay. We don't like that. We actually hate that. Um, but I'm glad you're feeling better. Also, it is embarrassing to be like, this is an emergency, right? To go to the emergency room. <laughs> okay. And then there's always people like, who have like very visible injuries that you're like, it seems like that guy actually should go in before me. But I do also think what I have is an emergency. It's really, it really is embarrassing. Um, okay. Well, you guys can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And we will see you keep, keep, uh, chit chatting with the girls and we will see you next week. Sorry. I just had a total freaking brain fart because the, my, my, uh, I'm getting distracted from this little kid running around. And when, when do they ever run out of energy? I think the answer is never, but I love, I love his, uh, uh, parents. They're so cute. Anywho, you guys, I'll chat to you next week. I hope you have a wonderful week. Great weekend. And send in questions, secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. See you soon. Bye.